Hey everyone, it's Adam Helfman. Thanks for tuning in to Contractor Therapy. It's the home improvement podcast that's all about horror, horror stories from the field, contractor from hell, homeowner from hell. And every, every uh, week we take a really cool approach to thinking about hiring contractors, stories from the field, and just having a good time discussing the industry. Support for today's podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. And in the podcast studio today, we've got Roberto Beauchene. And of course, Paul Sarah. Welcome. Hello. And so today I wanted to talk about a pretty cool topic, and we're going to call it, you know, I was thinking of a catchy name, but this is basically next level uh, questions for contractors. Now, what do I mean when I say next level questions for contractors? Well, everyone always knows, all right, if you're hiring a contractor, you got to ask them a bunch of questions. Well, what are the questions you're supposed to ask? But then how do you take it to the next level? So, Paul, um, I wanted to, you know, give people basic questions to ask. But then say, all right, once you ask these questions, how do you go to the next level with it? I know, Paul, you have a few questions. Paul, how do I totally mind F the contractor? (laughs) So I was looking online, (laughs) and there's a lot of websites that that have, like, basic questions to ask. I figured I'd just run through them. Like, the first one that all of them have to ask the contractors, how long have you been in business? Right. So that's a great question. So at Hire It Done, which is our mothership uh, for the podcast, HireItDone.com, we are a home improvement resource comment. Uh, we are a home improvement resource web page that helps homeowners hire contractors, helps them five contractors. And the con- podcast today, Contractor Therapy, uh, is a, an attachment to that. And so when you say to a homeowner or a contractor, uh, how long you've been in business? Being in business has some value. Now, you, you, I, I collect contractor business cards, and you'll see on it, it says 30 years experience. Well, what if the guy worked for 28 years for a business and then two years on his own? Does that make him a bad contractor or a good contractor? So here's a statistic for everyone. 96% of all contractors fail in the first five years of business, whether it's bad times, bad management, bad workmanship, crazy homeowner. There's a thousand reasons, but 96% fail in the first five years. So how do you find that 4%? Well, that's the problem. So first thing you say to a guy is how long you've been in business. If he's been in business past five years, that's a good sign. So when you ask him how many years you've been in business, I would almost say, by the way, you've been in business, you know, 15 years. Is that all under the same name? Is that 15 years experience or 15 years in business? Because a lot of contractors, they don't know. So really, you've got to ask that. And then you need to make sure that that's valid. Because like a lot of times, like in the first couple questions, and I'm sure you have this on your list, are you licensed and insured? Like if you go to the Better Business Bureau, or you go to any, any website that says hiring contractor tips, consumer websites, they're always going to say, make sure they're licensed and insured. Okay. If you go to any contractor off the street or any home show and you say, hey, are you licensed and insured? Even if they're not, they're going to lie. So that's why you need to verify it and validate it. Now, let me ask you a question. Do some contractors, when they say the whole 20 years experience, could it mean like 18 years doing plumbing and then the last two years they're roofers now, but they just say 20 years experience? Correct. Even though they only have two years experience roofing. Exactly. So it's a really good point. And by the way, what you do in that point is you say, Mr. Contractor, can I ask you a couple questions about your business? This is where the conversational interview is really point on here. And this is why homeowners who listen to this will learn. 
you ask them, hey, Mr. Contractor, I have a few questions about your business. You say you're in business 20 years. Can you give me a quick summary of the 20 years of experience? What did you do in the past 20 years? What type of construction did you do? Now, at that point, if you're looking to have a room addition built or a kitchen done or a bathroom or a finished basement, he needs to say in that 20 years, oh, I, I did finished basements and I started with framing and then I did drywall, then I did insulation. I've done a little bit of everything. Now I'm at the point where I, I have my own plumber, I have my own electrician, I have my own carpentry crew, and I oversee it. You're looking for an experience that grows over time. Now, that's basically what you need to do, but these are the questions you need to do because also, here's the other advantage of asking that question. When you have a conversation with a contractor and you say to him, hey, can you explain to me, give me some ideas of what you've done for the past 20 years, it allows you to probe and peel away layers. Because most contractors are just going to tell you what they can do for you. They're going to tell you how great of a job they're going to do. And they'll tell you how great they are. But when you start conversing with them and having a conversation, so how was that, Mr. Contractor, when you were uh, just started out in the field? Tell me what, you, what your jobs you love. What tell you jobs you don't like? But just make sure that he has the skill set to build your own job. That's important. Jimmy, what else? So another one of the questions I see all the time that's popping up on these websites is obviously asking them about obtaining the proper permits for things. Making Correct. sure they do that. So a lot of a lot of the times the questionnaires are ask the contractor will he be pulling permits. So permits are a very difficult conversation because what I found in my history and my my experience half the homeowners who you do business with don't want you to pull a permit. Now I'm going to say this for the record: pulling permits is the law, and you have to follow the law. So if a permit is required, you must do it. It's that simple. So, um, you have to pull a permit. So the question on permits for the homeowner is real simple. Mr. Contractor, I'm assuming you're pulling permits. And wait, see what he says. His answer might be, oh, no, no, we don't pull permits unless you have to. You want me to pull permits? You know, things like that. Is there any home improvement job that does not require a permit? Depends on the city, depends on the inspector, depends on the mood. That's a really gray area, but here's the thing. There's laws in some states that say it's $600 of work, but home improvement requires a permit. There's now new, lo there's new laws that say any contract under $4,000 requires a permit. So it depends on the city, depends on the state, depends on the actual municipality. So if you live in, let's say, Detroit, Michigan, uh, you have your kitchen cabinets being painted. Sounds like a pretty easy job, but you're paying $1,500 so you call the city and say, hey, I hired a painter to paint my cabinets. Do I need a permit? The lady on the phone may say, oh, no, that's not, it's just paint. Another lady may say, you know what? You do because it's $600 or more. So it all depends on who you ask or how you ask it. Now, if someone says, no, you don't need it, say, all right, I really appreciate you giving the answer. Can I please have your name? Because people have amnesia. I didn't tell them you didn't need a permit. And, you know, the neighbor will turn you in. A lot of people like to snitch. So it's one of those things. This is a real life example. If, I, if in my basement, I want to put two new electrical sockets in and sure. I hire an electrician. Correct. Okay. So you hired a licensed electrician. Right. So that's a good thing. Yes. You hire an electrician to put two plugs in. He needs to pull a permit for two plugs. If you hire a plumber to put a new toilet in, to change the faucet, that's a fixture. He has to pull a permit. Now, some, some cities are like, oh, we don't need an inspection. We just need the permit. The key for the permit is to protect the homeowner. Remember that. 
That's really important. Now, also, you also got to think about permits when it comes to litigation. If you end up in a fight with your contractor and he doesn't pull a permit, that puts you at an advantage over the contractor because you didn't pull a permit. Now, some contractors may say to the homeowner, you don't want me to pull a permit? You need to put it in writing right now. Say, we're requesting that you do not pull a permit for this job. Okay. And that's where that comes in a lot of times. So these are next level qu questions, as you know. You know, licensed and insured, they have to be. But then you got to ask them how much their insurance is. We recommend a $2 million liability policy. Um, some are $3 million, some are $5 million. If the contractor has a million, I don't think it's enough today. So there are, you know, next level questions. I'll give you a good, here's a good one that people will love. We always tell the homeowners, make sure you get everything in writing, right? And not to sound cliche, but we always say to the homeowners, listen, after you've gotten everything in writing with your contractor, give them back the proposal and just say to them, hey, Mr. Contractor, I love the proposal. It's very informative. However, is it possible for you to put everything in writing that's not included? Now, when you say that, it may be novel that, oh, this is kind of cool. But what it's doing, there's a reason behind that question. And this is the advanced question, contractor questions that I want homeowners to know. The reason behind that question is to make the contractor or force the contractor to think. Why is the homeowner asking me what's not included in this bathroom remodel? And what could not be included? There's a lot of things not included. The supplying of fixtures. Homeowner may say, I supplied the fixtures. I went to Wayfair. I went to Home Depot. I went to the big box store. I bought my own plumbing. Or it could be, we're not painting the bathroom. We're finishing it up to paint. So if the homeowner is supplying something, it should be in writing what they're supplying. And then if there's a mistake with any of the things the homeowner supplies. If the homeowner supplies the toilet and it doesn't work, should the homeowner be responsible to pay for the plumber to go find a new toilet and all the extra work involved in fixing the homeowner's toilet? That's where the contractor needs to tell the homeowner, hey, if you supply the toilet, no problem, Mrs. Homer, we'll put it in. But if the toilet's defective or something's wrong, you're going to pay us extra time to fix it. As soon as the homeowner knows that, it should be in writing both ways. As soon as they know that, though, then it's okay for the contractor. Because you imagine being a contractor putting in a bad toilet, and he has to drive an hour to get a new toilet. He sends his guy to get a new toilet. The cost of driving an hour there, cost of driving an hour back, the cost of installing a new toilet, taking the old one out, that's several hundred dollars. Mrs. Jones, you just spent an extra few hundred dollars to supply a toilet because you saved $2 on a website that brought it in from China. Think about that. That's terrible. Support for contractor therapy comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home today is so much more than it was yesterday, but at Rocket Mortgage, home is still all about you. During these challenging times we're all experiencing, the top priority at Rocket Mortgage is the health and safety of the communities they serve. And while things are changing quickly every day, one thing that will never change is their team's commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience possible. That's why, if you need mortgage support, their team of experts is there to answer questions and offer solutions. They understand that hardships happen, and they're here to help. Whether that means working with you to save money on your mortgage or finding a new way to navigate payments, if you have questions, the team at Rocket Mortgage has answers. They know how important your home is to you, because you are important to them. If you need mortgage assistance, the home loan experts at Rocket Mortgage are available to help 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. From their home to yours, the team at Rocket Mortgage is with you. Visit rocketmortgage.com forward slash contractor therapy to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Do you have any more? 
Uh, yeah, another common one that I see popping up a lot is asking about the timeline for completion of the project. Yeah, okay. So this is important. Everyone wants to know how long the job should take. And every contractor that you hire should have a good, good, solid understanding and experience of how long a job should take. So let's use an example. Uh, bathroom. I like to use bathrooms because it involves a lot of trades, a plumber, electrician, heating guy, tile guy, paint guy, demo guy, paint, you know, electrical, plumbing, all the all of that. So the average bathroom, three-piece toilet, vanity, tub shower, should take 10 days or less. So when you say to the contractor, oh, how long is the job? Should take? He says, oh, yeah, I should be in and out of there by four, under 10 days. Okay, Mr. Conrad, I appreciate that. We put that in writing. He'll be like, of course. So now you think you're covered. So now let's take the next level question and, and let's let's apply it to this. And this is all in a conversation with your contractor. But you take the conversation and you move it to writing. Mr. Contractor, I know you put in writing that it's going to take 10 days, and I appreciate that. What if the job takes 20 days? And then be silent. See what he says. Because then you're going to hear how he thinks. Well, the only way it's going to take 20 days is if, if you, you screw it up. Oh, so right away he's placing blame. Or he, his answer should be, I don't think it'll take 20 days. In my experience, it should take 10. Now, a good contractor will say to you, Mrs. Homer, I'll tell you what. Here's what happens when a job takes 20 days. We get to the job, and then when we demo your bathroom, what do we find? Rotted wood. I didn't plan on having rotted wood under your toilet or your, under your tub, but now we have rotted wood. So what are we going to do, Mrs. Homer? I'm not going to put a new bathroom over rotted wood. That would be foolish. I'm going to then replace the rotted wood. In order to replace the rotted wood, I've got to buy new lumber. I've got to give you a price on the cost of the lumber and the cost to install it. Is that true, Mrs. Homeowner? Yeah, of course it's true. Well, that conversation takes a day. That conversation takes me time to go to the store, get the right wood, figure out the price, and then figure out what to charge you. Right? Of course there's going to be a charge. Okay, so we agree there's a charge. Let's say it's $500. No problem. $500. There's a charge. Boom. But the job takes an extra two or three days. So that 10-day job could now be 13 days just based on that little bit alone. Are you following, Mrs. Homeowner? Mrs. Homeowner, do you agree? Mrs. Homeowner should say to the counter, okay, I agree. Makes sense. Now we know the job. There's a reason it could take longer. But that's already at the demo. So now let's go past the uh, tile. Now we're into tile. Do you want tile on the walls, on the floors? Maybe there's not enough tile. Maybe the tile took longer. Maybe you don't like the tile. Maybe there's, a, you know, I can give you for every reason why there could take an extra, just a day, just one day. The toilet you picked, that you supplied, came with a plastic valve that broke. We didn't break it. You saw it. We know. We now have to buy a new valve. The new valve is $180. Okay, no problem but we have to put it in now. So there's a delay there. That takes an extra day. So now that 10-day job has three days from the demo, from the bad wood. Now we have a bad toilet. We have an extra day. Okay? Now let's say you pulled a permit and you had to have an inspection. Because of the three-day delay on the inspection for the wood, we finished the wood on a Thursday. I called Friday to get an inspection for Monday. And on Monday, we were planning on working the inspector says, oh, no, we can't come till Tuesday or Wednesday. So there's two days of waiting for inspection. We can't cover up the wood 
to get my towel man to get started. So now you have two extra days. And now you're at 15 days, 16 days. Without any problems, without bad management, without anything, the job's almost doubled in, in, in time. So it's important for a homeowner to ask, well, what happens? How could a job take longer? Because what happens is, is a homeowner hears that, they're like, oh, okay, it makes sense. I guess I'm okay with that. It's when the homeowner doesn't know why a job takes 20 days. Now, if the wood wasn't rotted, if the tile came in properly, and the toilet worked, we'd have a new bathroom in 10 days. It's pretty simple. But that's why it's so important for this podcast in this episode today to talk about the next level questions. Because if you've ever uh, done home improvement in the past, and I tell homeowners that, let's talk about your job. Let's do what we call an autopsy. It's after the job's over. Do the job take longer? Almost every time the homeowner says yes. When I ask a contractor, hey, when your job took longer, why was it? Well, the homeowner supplied something, or my guy did really, uh, really a bad job framing, and it was out of whack. Instead of uh, trying to jail it in, we, we reframed it. So a good contractor will admit, ah, we made a mistake. However, we fixed it. A homeowner will never, ever be upset with a contractor if he says, Mrs. Jones, look, we framed this. We got it all going. It looks great. But I did the measurements. The, the bottom of your shower is a quarter inch wider than the top. And because tiles are square and the way we're doing it, you're going to notice an angle. I can't really do the tile. That way, it's important for me to do it right. So we have to take this framing out and reframe it. It's a two-day delay. You tell me a homeowner that's going to be upset with the contractor for being proactive and saying that. That's why it's so important for a homeowner to ask these questions. And we have it right on the website, hireddone.com. You know, the other thing is, is if a homeowner uh, finances a job, you should ask the bank financing. How long do I have on this loan? What if the job takes longer? What if the contractor needs more work? There's a lot of questions that need to get asked in order to answer those questions. Homeowners aren't experts. Contractors aren't experts. So when they, when they butt heads, you, the, the goal is to try and eliminate any future questions that they may have based off of experience. Another one of the uh, common questions is about payment schedules. When to pay, how much to pay, that kind of thing. Great question. So let's apply the bathroom remodeling concept we had here in the podcast. And let's talk about the extras. It's, let's use $500 labor and materials to put, replace the wood that was rotted. A good contractor will have a change order policy. And a good contractor will discuss with the homeowner how to handle change order. Now, when you flip that script and you go to the hired done route, we already tell the homeowners, you should have a conversation with your contractor about change orders. Because change orders, besides cost money, besides it costing money, change orders interrupt the rhythm of the work, which ties directly to why the job takes longer. So good contractors will say change orders are due at the time of the, of the change order. So let's take the $500 as an example. Average bathroom, 15 grand. According to the higher done payment policy, 10% deposit. So that's $1,500 now. The next payment is usually upon completion of demo. So completion of demo, we might ask for five grand. During demo, we find out that there's rotted wood. So we stop the job and say, Mrs. Jones, we're in the middle of demo. Per our previous conversations, we talked about change orders. And the change order policy here is that if we found a change, we're going to stop the job and get your permission. 
The permission you gave us is yes, $500 to replace the rotted wood. Um, so at the completion of demo, which is now, we're going to add $500 to the payment. So you owe us $5,500, and that'll include the payment for the change order. That's how it should be. Now, some homeowners will say, well, I want to pay all the changes at the end of the job. It's up to the contractor to say yes or no, because you've got the rotted wood, you've got the broken toilet, and then you've got the four dirty words of home improvement, which applies to this. We might as well. You know what? We might as well go granite tops. We might as well go an exact extra fart fan. We might as well heated floor. <laughs> we might as well do a shower head out of the ceiling, right? Those are expanded extras. Those cost extra. And it take it adds time to the job. Now, you could have four, five, six thousand dollars in extras at the end of the job. If I was a contractor, I wouldn't let the balance get that high. I would just say all change orders are due upon when we do them. Now, if your relationship with the contractor is great and the homeowner, you can say, all right, pay me at the end. But you're risking that kind of money. Remember, contractors aren't the bank. Contractors are the contractor. They're paid your money to do the work. Another uh, question that I saw pop up on a few different websites was about having a dedicated team for that specific job. That's it, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, when you do contracting work, there's two kinds. There's production and there's pretty much custom. Homeowners want custom everything. However, you can't always do custom. So a dedicated team means that the contractor you use has a dedicated either project manager or carpenter on that job from start to finish. Now, that person may be the owner. Support for contractor therapy comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home today is so much more than it was yesterday, but at Rocket Mortgage, home is still all about you. During these challenging times we're all experiencing, the top priority at Rocket Mortgage is the health and safety of the communities they serve. And while things are changing quickly every day, one thing that will never change is their team's commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience possible. That's why, if you need mortgage support, their team of experts is there to answer questions and offer solutions. They understand that hardships happen, and they're here to help. Whether that means working with you to save money on your mortgage or finding a new way to navigate payments, if you have questions, the team at Rocket Mortgage has answers. They know how important your home is to you, because you are important to them. If you need mortgage assistance, the home loan experts at Rocket Mortgage are available to help 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. From their home to yours, the team at Rocket Mortgage is with you. Visit rocketmortgage.com forward slash contractor therapy to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Let's use bathrooms again. There are contractors who use a two-man crew that will do the demo, the, the framing, the insulation, everything except the plumbing and the and electrical, maybe also the heating. And they'll do everything else but bring in the electrician. Now, that's okay. There are bathroom remodeling contractors who bring in a tile man. They bring in a demo crew. They bring in a trade for each part of the job. The key to that is management. So what you need to do in that situation is ask them who the point person is on an everyday basis, and then ask them how they plan on managing the job. So when they do manage your job, you know what they're doing. So that's a, that's a really good question. though. And another one, obviously, you've touched on it a little bit in, other, in previous podcasts, is that making sure they're always in touch with the contractor. How can they make sure they're they're staying in contact with him? Yeah. So communication lines are always important. 
with today. I mean, there was a time I remember as a contractor where my project managers didn't want to give their cell phone to the homeowner. Like they didn't want to give it out. I remember having business cards printed with the cell phone number of my project managers on. And some of the project managers were, were upset with me. I'm like, dude, we're in a position, we're in a communication business today. Texting, uh, a Facebook message, like having a Facebook page for your project, the XYZ homeowners bath. And it's a private group contractor and the homeowner on it. And they use pictures and communication on Facebook daily. Those are legal ways to communicate. Texting. So if, if you're going to have a conversation with your homeowner, your might as well say to the homeowner, hey, Mrs. Jones, if you text me okay, that means good. So we need to have that texting rules. And with a homeowner, you should say to the contractor, how do you want, you should ask the contractor, how do you want me to communicate with you? If a contractor says, don't ever text me, that's a red flag. If the contractor says, don't ever call me on the weekends, you should say, okay. However, if it's an emergency, Mr. Contractor, I want to be able to communicate with you. Now, Warning to homeowners listening to this. Contractors are human beings. They have a family. They have a house. They have children. They have a mortgage payment. They're, they come home on the weekends. They want to spend it with their family. On Saturday, when you're home looking at the job all day and you've worked all week, it's not your time to, to, to say to the contractor, all right, I need to talk to you. And then every two hours, hey, I was just noticing this. Hey, I noticed that. Hey, on Monday, can you do this? It's your time to look. Gather your questions in a group and then have time. That's why we have the walkthroughs. Have time to either post on the Facebook wall, hey, it was over the weekend, here's the five items I want you to address, please. Not text them all week, hey, I haven't heard from you in 15 minutes. I don't want that. <laughs> would it be, would you say it would be a red flag if the contractor said basically, you feel free to call me anytime you want between 10 and 10.30 a.m. any day? Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> That's a perfect way to put, put someone in a box, you know, but those are great questions. But again, the key to a successful project, remember, these are just questions on the front end. This is even before you pay a guy is it's like a relationship. It's an interview. You need to say, is it, you need to ask yourself, is this the contract I want the keys to my house coming in every daily basis? Because it's more than just good work. It's more than just price. There's a lot involved. Did you ever, were you ever on a project where the homeowner Wanted to like, I don't mean it in like a sexual way, but did, did they ever want to go to the next level with you? Like, hey, let's be buddies. Let's like, oh my God. And he starts calling you to hang out. The or, cable guy. <laughs> right. Okay. Then my answer to all those are yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> so we're going to have a future podcast on the woman I had to turn down. Okay. <laughs> Um, weird construction finds and crazy sexual stories. I'm going to have a whole podcast on that. <laughs> but it's very difficult when a homeowner says, hey, why don't we, you know, we're all done. We want to have you over for beers. Right. I don't drink. But how do you say no? Right, because they can't. just paid you a lot of money. I want to I wanna take you to dinner, Adam. Or when this kitchen's done, we're going to cook you a meal. And you're just like, oh, right. I'm spare like, me. You know what? <laughs> I... Never turned around with a meal. I was always that nice guy. Right. I always told him, listen, I love to eat out. Why don't we have a nice meal out? Just so I could pay for it. Um, but there's a couple things to look at. It's creepy to me a little bit when they invite you over. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I got to be honest with you, it's, it's the biggest sign of respect. That means they trust you with most everything. So if you're in the business of referrals, which I am, you always take opportunity and say, you know, that's a great idea. Mrs. Jones, I appreciate you inviting me to your house when the job's over. Here's what I want to do. I want to take you up on it, but I only want you to ask me into your home again for dinner when you're completely satisfied. That way I have to earn it. And they look at you and they're like, oh, well, I'm inviting you now, so I'm happy now. Yeah. And you're like, well, this is not over yet. <laughs> See, I'm the guy, I, I said this before on a podcast, I'm the guy where like a couple years ago I had a, all new heating and cooling put in the house sure. and everything. And and I'm that guy. I'm the guy that comes downstairs, pizza in one hand, Jack Daniels in the other hand. <laughs> right. Give me an extra special furnace. <laughs> yeah. You know, but again, what do we say? Like, we have a podcast. Over. Don't feed the animals, remember? <laughs> we have a podcast on that one, which is terrible. But at the same time, you have to draw the line because it is business. If everything goes kumbaya and everything's great, hey, you had a successful job. High fives and brag about it. But the, 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 the averages are and the chances are you're going to get screwed by the contractor. How do you avoid getting screwed? By planting the seeds of success in your project at the beginning. And those seeds start with the right questions. That's the important part of what we have here on asking the right questions. So if you go to hireitdone.com, we have questions asked every contractor. You can Google it. But always just understand that a relationship in a, in a home improvement project is very costly. It's not cheap. And if you're the type of homeowner that wants a successful job, you got to ask these questions. And that's why today's podcast is about the next level questions for contractors. So in conclusion, the bottom line is to ask the questions and don't be afraid because what happens is, is the other benefit of asking these questions is you're going to get to learn about the contractor because a smart contractor is going to look at you and say, you know, what, Mrs. Jones, you're the type of homeowner I want to deal with because you're asking me good questions. Or he's going to like that he's being asked these questions because most contractors aren't asked these questions. So that's where we're at with. And again, if you're a homeowner or a contractor and you ever want advice, just go to contractor therapy or hireitdone.com. Click on Ask Adam. You can always get me and uh, tune in every week. So I want to thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Um, go to radio.com to uh, get the podcast. Of course, please hit subscribe. Please give us your feedback. And of course, our podcast is available on all the rest of the uh, podcast platforms as well, wherever you uh, get it at your Google uh, store or your iTunes or wherever you find your favorite podcast. I'm Adam Helfman. Thanks for tuning in to Contractor Therapy.